the fish. Mm-hmm. Attention. The movie guys love movies. Any jokes made about the headline in The Hollywood Reporter that the production of Mrs. Doubtfire 2 is in jeopardy due to the death of Robin Williams are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right? No shit. Thanks for your news flash, Hollywood Reporter. Yeah. They wrote that headline only because they actually used the Mrs. Doubtfire in doubt. Mm -hmm. They wanted to be the first to be clever with that. They wrote that before he died. (laughs) (laughs) I had no uh, tweets or Facebook posts about Lauren Bacall. Because I had like a three or four. Talk about not getting any love because she... Because she's, she's not funny. Well, then she's in the wake oh. of, no pun intended, in oh, the wake nice. of Robin Williams. No one's paying attention to that. Who wins the Oscar in memoriam uh, <gasps> clo- Top slot? closer? Robin Williams. Top slot. Better question, and who pick- gets left out? That always leaves uh, someone out. Uh, and like, no Dennis Farina. Oh, yeah. Farrah Fawcett. Uh, it's going to be him, Robin Williams, with the last one, and it will be a picture of him as Patch Adams. Oh. Uh, you think? Yeah, something cutesy instead of like, yeah. My friend, Wendy, she does um, the news for, I don't know, Wendy Gillette. She does the news somewhere. And she wrote on Facebook, I thought this was so fascinating, <laughs> that a couple of years ago when Robin Williams had some so serious surgery, they were not sure if he was going to make it. So the paper had her write an obituary already. So oh she was God. able to bring that back up and just update it. Yeah, he had heart surgery. And yeah, Isn't they, that they, horrible? They do that. They do that. They There's do. one written for Clint Eastwood. She pre-wrote it's it. Yeah. They're waiting to be used. <laughs> oh, and the Entertainment Tonight montage. Like, that's sitting in their vault right now yeah. with yeah. all of his best yeah. moments. And each time he does a new movie, they're like, all right, yeah. add one Jersey Boy shot Give to it. Give it the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they say it comes in threes, but I think we already had Garner. But we got like six or seven because, hey, oh, yeah. world, Menachem Golan died. Uh-huh. Your Canon Films founder. Oh. oh, I thought he was a Secretary of State, Menachem. He Bain. sounded like an like an Indian <laughs> who Producer doesn't eat for some sort of cause. Superman Four, yes. All right, James Shigeta. Anybody? James what? Shigeta died. Die Hard. I don't know. <laughs> Who's James Shigeta? <laughs> he was in Die Hard. Right. Which one? Not Lee, the, world, the world is in he, mourning. He oh, okay. will not be joining us for the rest of his life, <laughs> as they say in Die Hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. Hey, welcome to the Movie Showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling Movie Guys empire. James Remember, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Except herpes, that shit'll come back with you. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, bits, special guests, and more as we broadcast from the Admirals Club in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. They don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show every week. Basically, search the movie guys on Google, Yahoo, or... Bing! Bing! And we come right up. Happy. He's happy. I'm very happy. That's iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Stitcher, and of course, themovieguys.net, absolutely free. And we encourage you to subscribe wherever you can. And if you do, still... No charge. Speaking of the movieguys.net, you can go there now for a Blu-ray review of Under the Skin from our movie guy Ray Scalacci. 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 Wouldn't you rather be on the internet? Wouldn't, say- <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you rather be doing oh, wait, something wait. else? Don't go there now, but <laughs> should you stumble across it. You can also find our showcasts like the one you're listening to on a couple of internet radio stations, including WBAD.net, Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern, and Jonas Mount Radio, Thursdays at 6 Eastern. And from what I understand, they also are not charging. <laughs> so basically, we're out there. I am your host from the for, for the hardest working podcast on the airwaves, we Paul do. Preston, here with go. Lee Caius, Adam Witt, and Karen Volpe. They're applauding themselves. Yay. We've never done that before. I just really never done that. Good for us. You know what? Yeah. I was hardest working and 
Damn, he's right. The other day we were doing a Bay Sisters show, and we never thought of this before, but at the end, Heather's going, thank you, everybody, for coming out. It was so great that you're here. Thank you for your support. And Mike Gerritsch goes, what are you thanking them for? We did all the work. Uh. <laughs> and then we started yelling at them, going, yeah, screw you guys. Now, nice. for anybody listening who wants to see a Boubet sister show, do you get to see Boubets during the show? Uh, we wore Boubet dresses okay. this last time. There's a lot going on. That's good advertising. Thank you. you yes, got a come platform see the here. girls. B-O-O-B-E, <laughs> sisters.com. Yes. Evil thing a comedy on. singing group. Now, uh, oh, joining us later in the show will be Frank H. Woodward, self-described nice. as a maker of geek-centric documentaries. And who are we not to take up we the topic geek-centric? Yeah. Yay! Frank H. Woodward. Oh, yeah, he usually gets an applause. Man in mm-hmm. suit. Man in suit. And as ever, we'll be talking new releases, preparing you for what's coming up in theaters, including The Expendables 3. Hope Ooh. you're ready for some old jokes, because this movie stars nothing but old jokes. Oh! <laughs> also, Damon Wayans Jr. disappoints his family and does not make a scary movie, instead making Let's Be Cops. Hmm. And later in the show... <laughs> this music cue, and that's it, all you're playing? <laughs> Hello? I was like, what's that? My name. I know who you are. Who are you? The Giver. When the elders need guidance, I provide wisdom. Using memories of the past, our world was different. There was more. More? Much more. We have a new actor. Yeah, new sound effect. Yeah, I haven't heard. That's like the three students. That should be in That's the curly of suspenseful music cues. Boong. Now curly. Boong would be more of a mo, right? Boong. I want to work on my Jeff Bridges from the last three movies. You got water happening to his voice. It's very low to. He's a little twangy too. Yeah. I've been working on upper bridges, you know. <laughs> you know that bridges? No, but, but I haven't been doing that. This is the one. only Jeff Bridges you get now. Yeah, the Rooster Cogburn. <laughs> he R. sounded R. he sounded normal on Stern. He sounded like the, that. The yeah. dude Bridges on the Howard Stern yeah. show. He was very funny. But he wasn't doing all that. Oh. No, he he's got a great laugh. Howard yeah. makes him laugh. Ah, hey, you know, hey. He's like all that. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, I love how he accepted his Oscar. As the dude, kind of. He yeah. just got up there and was like, wow, this is, this is hey, a jam, man. man. Hey, hey, man. That's how he was on Stern? That's, that's how, how he was, was at yeah. Comic-Con, leading us only to believe yeah. that's who he is. That's who he is. Right, and then yeah. he goes awesome. and he does all this low acting. And then he d- throws out the first pitch of the Dodgers game and bowled it. Yeah. I mean, who embraces a, their popular character that much? Most people are like, "All right, cool. I'm not, you know, I'm not yeah. on Solo. Get the fuck away yeah. from me." Stop yelling, Norm, when I walk in the room. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh oh. Uh oh. I'm sorry. Oh. It's been a while. It's been a while. You know what that music means? It means we've made an error. <sighs> It happens, even we do it. Most of the time, Jamie is here to make immediate amends, sometimes but sometimes our screw-ups even get past her. <laughs> it's true. And I think it's important to admit when we've messed up, because I'm sure many of you incorrectly get all of your news from us. You really shouldn't. <laughs> but um, let's throw things to Lee here as we uh, go through another round of... Retractions! Retractions, Lee, what do you got? It always starts with such an upbeat. It's Sounds happy. like a game show. Yeah. But it's been but fun. We fucked up. But we fucked up. Yes, Paul, try as we might, we don't always hit the airwaves with all of our facts quite as accurate as we'd like them to Dear be. Dear God, no. Yes, so in the name of pseudo-journalistic integrity, which is as much integrity as we can muster, we'd like to set the record straight about a few facts we've sent the listeners' way over the past few weeks. I think that would be best. Yes. <laughs> I think that would so, be best. So uh, last month, Paul... We kicked off our preview of Dawn of the Planet of the Apes by making a joke, as we're apt to do, mm. about how many apes movies 
have been made in this franchise, or how many make up this franchise. We had dubious counting skills, to say the least. Let's uh, take a listen here. Okay. There have been in total nine Planet of the Apes movies. Nice. I'm sorry, Paul. Pa are you sure there haven't been 11? No, there's only nine. Well, you're probably counting your Planet of the Apes lunchbox and thermos. Oh, that's right. They, they did make lunchtime an adventure. <laughs> We're hilarious. That did happen. I, I, I find us funny. Yay, us! Ooh, applause Yay. break in the show. Us. I'm into us this week. But, but in there was a screw-up. Right? There was. Yeah. It was it was haphazardly given because Paul took the Tim Burton remake and the two reboot films and then added them to the box set of the early movies <laughs> that he has. Yeah. So that's what... And if you uh, take just a quick glance, that looks like six, but the set actually included the original five, but... <sighs> A bonus behind-the-scenes disc that doesn't actually qualify. Yeah, as I looked. I saw six TVs. If only there was an internet where I can look these things up. <sighs> someday, instead of someday. counting. Yeah. So uh, there are just to set the record straight. There are not nine Planet of the Apes movies. Rather, there are eight. Woo! And I'm we glad. do regret that. our error greatly. Yes. Yeah, see, I included the bonus disc erroneously, and I could also say I included the Burton remake erroneously. <laughs> <laughs> but this probably affected Adam most, as mm -hmm. he did his due diligence as a movie guy and recently watched the entire franchise as part of his ramp-up to Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Mm -hmm. How did that go? I'm still working my way up. So you haven't seen Dawn yet? I haven't seen Dawn yet. I haven't, I'm up to Tim Burton, and okay. I, I got to do Tim Burton and then Rise, and then I can go. <laughs> and sometimes wow. I do these ramp ups and miss the movie. That's I what did I was that with say. Twilight. You're gonna miss. You're gonna. Well, that's okay. Still you, haven't seen the last one. You're gonna Twilight. miss it in the theater. You might want to see it in the theater. Yeah, no, I yeah. want to go see it in the theater. And so we'll you be know, at the cheap house by the time you get there. That's good. <laughs> well, the cheap house is great. I told you the one in here in North Hollywood is really great because people yell shit. And they, I mean, they're way into it. Like, you know, you're going to go for a rude audience there. And Perfect. you just accept it that people are going to be like, yeah, get him. But like, who does that? Like at the arc light, you're a little too behaved. So, cool. so maybe that'll be fine if I see it. So it, the question remains, this, you do this when a franchise hits four. Obviously, the Twilight yes. franchise is not too exciting, or you'd be dying to know how it ends. Yeah, well, I did my duty. I yeah, watched the four, and then I was like, eh, what So how is the step-up franchise coming? That is the question. Uh-huh. I was brought to my attention recently <laughs> yeah. that there are now five step-up movies. And, and, and not no bullshit ones. All theatrical releases. All theatrical. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Good point. Yeah, otherwise you'd be spending most of your time watching Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a million of those. Here's a little hint for you. I don't know if you you can do this. I'm not sure how strict you are about how you watch the movie, but dancing girls, are the women are usually really super hot, so what I would do if I were you is I'd put on music I actually like oh. and turn the sound down and just watch hot that's chicks jump through, around. That's how I get through The Spirit. You ever seen that movie? No. <laughs> the worst movie you've ever seen with the sound on and a pretty good one with the sound off. Go. Pretty good. I've seen a lot of those on airplanes. <laughs> Me too, and I refuse to put the headset in. I just try to figure out what's going on. I don't have three bucks to buy the headset. Right, well, yeah. after after we uh, get them. your Terrence Howard impersonation, we'll check in on the Step Up movies <gasps> and see how you're doing. I'm good. I'm, oh, God, I am working on a Terrence Howard because I've watched a lot of Terrence Howard this week at work. All right, what else do we get wrong, Lee? Sadly, Paul, there are other no. things we did get wrong. Uh, we also previewed Brett Ratner's Hercules a few weeks back. Why would we do that? Probably peeved off a few historians and anthropology professors with this particular line. Oh, the man. king of Thras enlists Hercules to help him get rid of a tyrannical tyrannical. That's a type of bread. I love the tyrannical. You corrected yourself. A tyrannical <laughs> warlord. And it's up to Hercules to succeed where others have failed. Sort of like this franchise. 
Okay, Sorry, Paul. So, for, for the replay back, you couldn't have gotten rid of that mistake. It was kind of the best part of the joke. Yeah, but the bit is we got something wrong and you left that in. <laughs> but that's not the mistake. That right? No, that's that was you, great. You would think that mispronunciation was the mistake. Um, but in that clip, you There's heard us more. refer to the king of the geographical region of southeastern Europe as the king of Thrace. Mm. Yeah. When it should actually be the king of Thrace, oh. as in king of Thrace. Thracians, who are oh. no doubt obsessed. Oh. So, uh, As opposed to the Thracians. There's just three of those. <laughs> <laughs> we can take those guys. <laughs> we can take those guys. So <laughs> in a very special uh, retraction, we want to apologize to literally everyone <laughs> who has seen Hercules. And so if you give us a moment, we'll do that right now. Um, Mark Brewer, Ezra Reynolds, Janet McKenzie, Laura Skillicorn, and Paul Greer, we apologize. <laughs> and finally, That's Paul... Good. Well, that covers everyone that saw it. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> I thought it would take longer, but what was I thinking? No. And finally, Paul, regretfully, oh, fuck. this <laughs> happened. Dustin Hoffman dodged a bullet by not taking this role that Robin Williams took. Oh, well, that could be any awful movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, RV. Adams. Adams. Close. Adams. It's with a P. Uh, Man of the Year. No. Man of the Year. Robot. Oh, Robin no. Williams. Jack. Uh, not Jack. No. Toys. No. The one where he's in a gorilla's got I'm Seth sorry. Green. <laughs> You gorillas, put down Seth Green. Uh, <laughs> old no, dogs. The, it's old a movie. dogs. Yikes. Oh. oh my god, I'm such a dickhead. We didn't I'm know. such a dickhead. We didn't know. No, oh you know what? God. This happened before he, you know. Yeah. He I'm just saying. See the pain. I'm well, I'm just saying, do you think he caught our Friday show? <laughs> god. Well, it would be further incorrect <sighs> to say that Robin Williams never made a bad film. But man, do we feel bad about oh going god. off like that. So to make things right. Not only are we going to retract last week Dustin's Hoffman birthday segment, but now we'd like to talk about the best Robin Williams movies ever made. All right, we can name just as many. Yes. Uh, Fisher King. Oh, God, yeah. How Fisher great King. a movie is that? Oh, my you God, probably I love it. Like, just just watch that. That's part about a Robin Williams career is that there's a bunch you forgot. Because already you're like, oh, Fisher oh, King. Oh, yeah, that's Fisher right. King. I know. Oh, Moscow on the Hudson was a pretty good one. That was when he was at his hairiest, if you ask me. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I've always been a fan of Popeye. I just watched Popeye. Uh, of course, they didn't know how to make movies back then, but whatever. Mm -hmm. it's, it's still very enjoyable. Yeah, even Altman didn't know how to make that movie. Oh, well, yeah. I yeah. really liked What Dreams May Come. And my friend Paul, back in college, he worshipped that movie. That movie oh, yeah? messes with your brain. I cry at that movie. I've always yeah. wanted to see it. I've heard it's a visual spectacle. It is that. It a is. feast for the eyes, as we like it to say. Sometimes I didn't feasting. want to see Robin Williams be that serious, but of course he had ones that I did. Like, but that one I was like, oh god, he's so fucking serious. And I mean, that's mm -hmm. a serious movie. He goes to heaven and hell. And you ever see Survivors? No. Walter Matthau. Oh, oh, an I think old seventies comedy. Yeah, yeah. Mrs. Well, Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire is my favorite, oh, yeah. and I think I think that's a quintessential Robin Williams movie where you really look at it and think, who else could have done that? No shit. We Especially still quote the line when he's calling around trying to to <laughs> yeah. fuck with Sally Field yeah. with the job, <laughs> with the, with the people calling in for the job. Yeah. He just calls her up and goes. <laughs> I am Job. And she's like, what? <laughs> I am Job. job? And she just hates it. Well, yeah. That is the quintessential Robin Williams movie because it begins with him doing all those cartoon voices. Yeah. He's a cartoon voiceover guy, which is an amazing... So you almost practically kind of get Aladdin at the beginning of that yeah. movie. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, then there's Aladdin. stuff... Then he I plays all those characters in the phone call thing. He's, he's of course, plays regular Robin Williams being fun with his kids. Of course, he has an emotional moment. And then, of course, the character of Mrs. Doubtfire and all of the times he has to switch back and forth and I mean it's like well, it's kind of Did we say good morning Vietnam? Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. Again briefly. So yeah. Yeah. I think I might mention it but yeah go on please great movie. Oscar I, nomination for him. I think both of us did morning announcements at that time and yeah. it both had to I say I was going to mention Good that. morning whatever city or 
uh, mm-hmm. school we were. He prompted me to do the morning announcements in my school, and yeah. I did them all crazy. Let me do it yeah. like twice, and they because yeah. <laughs> I was cracking jokes and calling people. Did you out. do the announcements, Adam? I did not. I, I did not the announcements. I did the same shit. I did yeah, the same fun. thing. I had, I had horns and yeah. bells and shit. I was oh, doing a whole big thing. Awesome. It was a four-minute radio show. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They're like, we got They're class like you to need to stop doing this. God, I yeah. wish I had. Yeah. That would have been awesome. One-hour photo. I mean, it's oh, more yeah. dark. Oh, Robin Williams, that's so amazing. good. It's good Robin. That's the, oh. that's the movie in which I saw him. It's the only time I ever saw him. Uh, with Q&A after that screen. I've never seen him live. And, you know, it's just dark movie and he comes out oh, and he's like this full on comedy he never sits down he's running around doing shtick insomnia even though it was a serious oh, movie oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 great film now yes. was that a great film he was good in yes. it but didn't um, Pacino's hair kind of distract everybody you know it, that movie is Pacino's hair proof it, that's how good <laughs> insomnia is now Lee he had his insomnia hair on oh that's right, right. <laughs> that's right. okay you're right to your point I should have recognized what he was and, doing that was you before know, the time I but. think we should appreciate any time after Big Boy Caprice that he's not been Big Boy Caprice he's kind of right. a little toned down in that movie you super know? toned down he's half asleep in yeah. half the movie yeah. he, he had no choice the Robin Williams thing you just did where you kind of went oh hey and oh, started oh, to giggle oh, 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 oh. Uh, so uh, everybody He's seen on Facebook all these different um, memorials and stuff for him. And one person mentioned that, I can't remember who it was, but that whenever Robin Williams would do something crazy and he'd be in the middle of doing all these characters, he'd giggle as if he were enjoying watching all this come out of his face, too. And when I think about it, I'm like, he totally did that. He would do some crazy shit and then be like, what happened? What just came out of my face? I That's one of that. my regrets, though, not seeing him live, live in a, in a small room. Can yeah. you imagine that you know, in a uh, small room? There's a Show video over? online. Well, Someone did that. Yeah, well, yeah, Robert Buscemi, Buscemi. friend yeah, of the Buscemi. show, uh, was at the... Amazing. Uh, uh, was he at Meltdown? That, that, no, 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 it was back in, in Chicago. Chicago. It's a tiny bar. I can't remember the name of it uh, right now. But yeah, he just went the, in and hung out at the bar all night and, and went up and I think he might have improvised. There was improvisers going on there. No, he showed up at Meltdown once. He recently showed up at I.O. Uh, uh, with really? friend of the show... Frank Caetti. Frank Caetti, uh, yeah. Improvised with him. Now, can you wow, imagine you're no. about to do your improv show at I.O. and here comes Robin Williams. Hey, I'm going to sit in with oh, you guys. Like, that'd be holy amazing. shit. <laughs> yeah. No wow. pressure. No you pressure. Know, unlike a lot of people who have passed away and I have no connection to them or whatever, it's like interesting. It's like, God, we have friends who have Robin Williams stories. Yeah. You know? It's like, yeah, he's actually, you know, Mork and Mindy was my jam, by the way. <laughs> that <laughs> show was awesome. Even late? Yeah. Even Jay Thomas, Mork and Mindy, right? But I remember Jay Thomas, yeah. Mork and Mindy. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and that was the Jonathan power Winters. That, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I absolutely watched all the way through Jonathan Winters. Uh, uh, that was a great yeah, one. me too. That was a great thing because on Orc, people age backwards. Uh-huh. So he was a baby. I mean, what a great concept. <laughs> You're going to shake your show up and, he, and do the classic thing of adding a baby in the late season. <laughs> I <laughs> love that. That's the opposite. A 60-year-old baby. I yeah, exactly. That. And so I, I interrupted point. you for a second, but you were going on about the power block, because that was. Yeah, that was Happy Days, yeah. Laverne and Shirley, Three's Company, and Mork and Mindy. That was a great Boom! One. Get addicted to TV, Adam. Right there, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that was good stuff. That was a power block right there. Now, as you heard, we kick off Hello, every show Martin. with the movie guys love movies. We do. We want all movies to be great, and we certainly don't want the last things we say about a filmmaker or actor to be negative. So no. glad we did a little mea culpa there. So in order to prevent that actually from happening again, because you never know who's going to just up and leave us in this world, right. we'd like to say a few nice things about the following celebrities. Not that we've heard anything. No. But just in case. To make sure they don't die? In a tribute segment it? we call Before They're Dead. Oh, God. <laughs> well, it's not necessarily preemptive in, in 
pre- preventative, Karen. It's oh. just we're just going to take a we, moment. We are sure. not in the control. No. But all right, should let's say uh-huh. Nicholas Cage leave us? Oh, Nick. I don't want it to, to be like that. We crapped all over his last movie. So, I hope he knows how much we appreciate all he's done. That's all we. What want movies did you like of Nicholas in the 80s, Cage? But yes. Drive Angry. No, I'm just going to compliment everything. I just don't want him to pass away. Drive Angry. <laughs> Great movie, right? Raising Arizona. Yeah. And, and oh, Moonstruck Givens. But, you know, uh, Kiss of Death. We just want to make sure that people know that they're appreciated now. I there. appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you told me what movies he was in. Face Off. Joel Schumacher. Yeah. What? I liked Car Wash. We just wrote that. Uh, the number 27. Did was, he do that? Is that the number? Oh, yeah. that's yeah. We love Jim Carrey. Well, yeah, and that's Joel. Schumacher. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Hey, we love that guy. What's your favorite Jim Carrey movie? Actually, Liar Liar and or the original Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. That original Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. All right, I'll give you that. Yeah. Holy I do shit. like Liar and Liar. I Liar, laughed Liar so hard. Up. So. So that's uh, two. actually Dane Cook. Just I ran into him the other day at a grocery store. I just want him to know, love you. Planes. All right. Done. Fire and Rescue. Done, what is his movie that you love? Planes. Fire and Rescue. Planes. <laughs> Secret of the Ooze. Just curious. Secret of the Ooze. I'm learning the way, so much. Speaking of Joel Schumacher, I have made my peace with Batman and Robin, and I will trumpet this to the heavens. You have. I oh, have. I'll watch else. it. Nice. I watch it because I always ramp up before superhero movies mm-hmm. come out, and I have my spate of things I decide to watch before I go see a superhero movie. And actually, it started long before, well, okay, Captain America's coming out, so of course you watch Captain America, Avengers, you know. <laughs> but before, long before this, you know, if Blade was coming out, I'd get excited by watching whatever. Because here's but, the point. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I still, I still watch Batman and Robin, and uh, it is the only big screen adaptation of the... Adam West TV show. Go ahead. Leave. <laughs> no, I just wanted to make sure that, that we... Because, Karen, I'm, 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 I'm hope just, you understand what we're doing here. Well, we just like, want to make sure that people are are being told how much they're they're loved and appreciated, well, just you, in case. You have Charlie Sheen on the list. Now, what do you guys like about him? <laughs> oh, Platoon, Wall yeah. Street. Uh-huh. Um, we don't want him to... catchphrases. The we don't rookie. want people to... <laughs> 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 He's winning. Uh, winning. Uh, I, I got to have a reason to wear my hashtag winning t-shirt from yeah. Fred... 57, I feel uh, better about this now that I know how much you love these guys. <laughs> well, I feel like I wanna, get it. We just want to send love out to anybody who's listening that might be doubting you know how much they're loved. Wait, I mean, and Charlie. finally, Lee, Good. Lee, I should say, yeah. it's been a pleasure to work with you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Class act all the way right here, Lee Kais. Lee is sincere, he's genuine, honest, and inspiration to all of us. Not just us, but like us as in the world. Yeah. Wow. The us. Thank you, guys. That's, that's amazingly nice. Wait a second. Do you mean... Retraction! Alright, enough retraction. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's uh, get on to our first movie for the love of God. I'm glad you sold the premise it. right there. What? Because I was off on a Batman thing. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, Lee's giving the premise. He was wrapping it up so we could go for the joke. <laughs> exactly. Good <laughs> boy, good boy. What, what's, what's, what's Lee going on about? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, the script. And I didn't have a chance to read the script. I didn't have a chance to read the script, so I played the character who doesn't know what's going on as I figured out what the fuck was going on. So it worked nicely. Otherwise, it would be Adam going on about Batman and then Paul going, it's nice working with you, Lee. Good call. Well, that's been a good show, guys. I really enjoyed that. We have three movies. What? Oh, shit. The Expendables 3. This movie is like a class reunion where things explode. <laughs> Who got fat? Who's still fuckable? Who went to jail? Adam, let's find out. <laughs> fat, pregnant, and bald. That's what you find out when you go to a reunion. Right. You like plots? Good, because Expendables 3 doesn't have one of those. And even if it did, you couldn't hear it over the explosions. And even if things weren't explodings, who could bake out what these mushmouths are saying anyway? Who are you? 
Go on underneath you. <laughs> okay. Yes, all your favorite unintelligible accents are back again to blow shit up and dispense justice with a smile. Oh my god. Now, when Sylvester Stallone started the Expendables series, the goal was to bring together all of the action heroes from scores of classic 80s action movies. With the third installment of the series, the goal is to just bring back the cast of Expendables 2. <laughs> play that for me again. Because of our. <laughs> But with each Expendables movie, several new classic action stars join the cast, and the latest movie is no exception, as it features so many sweaty chests and bulging biceps that Chick-fil-A has come out against its right to marry. This Expendables movie expands the action concept. To include four of the actually respectable action stars of the 80s, Wesley Snipes, Antonio Banderas, Mel Gibson, and Harrison Ford, once again begging the question, how much of an asshole is Steven Seagal? <laughs> and Bruce Willis also stars as the greedy prima donna pain in the ass as ego's too big to share this much screen time with other people. Here's a clip. With this much muscle, in one movie, you need to see it. On the big screen. Not surprisingly, this is the outline upon which the script was written. As a matter of fact, I think this is the script. <laughs> Act one, Stallone, Arnold, and Ford kick down the door and start spraying bullets. Act two, Statham, Banderas, and Terry Crews kick down the door and start spraying bullets. Act three, Snipes, Lundgren, and Ronda Rousey kick down the door and start spraying bullets. One scene I saw was of all the Expendables going to a prison and busting Wesley Snipes out. I don't believe that was actually a clip from the film. That was just Wesley Snipes' version of having a limo sent to bring him to the set. One thing that's not a throwback is the rating. This Expendables adventure is now rated PG-13, so kids of all ages over 13 can enjoy the movie. Uh, now, the last time Stallone went PG-13 with the, was a stop or my mom will shoot. So I think that, that, that bodes well. well yeah. mm. This is the third installment of a franchise you could have sworn had five sequels. <laughs> and in this installment, they usher in a new generation of Expendables. So most of the movie takes place at a Starbucks and on iPads. Yeah. Reports are now saying that Stallone wants an all-female version of the Expendables, Ooh. the Expendables. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Where the women... Clever, isn't it? That's yeah. actually the tagline for it. Yeah. Uh, where the women fight crime by dressing as hookers. And we wonder why Gina Davis still runs an institute on gender in media. There you go. <laughs> That's the Expendables 3. Who, by the way... Gina Davis? ...should be in the Expendables because she kicked ass in Long Kiss Goodnight. Long Kiss Goodnight, right. one of the most underrated God. movies. I would not be surprised if she's in the mix. Dude, oh, Sam man. Jackson. I mean, of the top, like, ten things he's done, or top five almost... He's great in that movie. Yeah. God. Just wanted to point out, you immediately went to a different movie. <laughs> I, I mean, you, you, wow, this movie's you started this sentence talking about this movie and then immediately talked about Long Kiss Goodnight is amazing <laughs> and did the sentence in a different movie. <laughs> I respect that. The bells. That's true. No, wait, how much of that bells? is true? How much of what it's you true. They want to make a... Really? Oh, that oh, really true. grumpy looking girl from Lost will be in it. She's Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, she's grumpy and she's, looking. She's girl. You'll get Zoe grumpy. Saldana, maybe. You Ooh. know, you get. Uh, uh, oh, the one that was China. in that uh, China. Uh, the one that uh, was uh, 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 the one that was in that space movie where uh, she played the scientist. Her. 
Um, hey, what was that kickboxing uh, chick from Straight to Video Movies in the 80s? Space she should be in there. <laughs> Do you remember that? Does anybody remember I that? Remember name. Oh, fuck. You're never going to be able to look that up. Well, we got Sigourney Weaver? No, no, no. The one that had like straight bangs and she played this this alien looking girl. Mia Jovovich? Mia, yeah. Oh, she'll yeah. be in it. She'll be in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. She kicks ass all over the place. Mm -hmm. Lori Petty would have been in this 20 years ago, right? 20 years ago. Nah. Yeah. Tank Girl? Tank really. Girl? Uh, yeah. But that's it. Own? That's it for her, right? Or was yeah. she in. Uh, yeah. I think Harrison Ford, every time you see him, he's in the, the flight suit. <laughs> he's in one scene in this movie. He's in Am one right? scene in this movie. He's in one costume in the pre preview is what you're thinking? But hey, cast him as a pilot. And, uh, yeah. What I think is great is I didn't know who the <laughs> cast was. Again, I didn't pay attention. But uh, what I loved is that they were hearing the ums and uhs. I knew one of them was Harrison Ford. I'm like, that's Harrison Ford's He's got a famous uh, um. Mm, uh, you know who's uh, been on all three of these I didn't realize? I think I might be wrong, just as everyone's looking at me. Uh, Terry Crews. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't know this. When I, I saw him in this that. preview, I'm like, oh, that's who they're bringing in. Yeah, so which is an interesting choice because he's such a funny guy yeah. in most of his choices, and which is also counter to his look. He's such a huge mm -hmm. tough guy. So now they finally put him in a big tough guy movie, and yeah, and he's been Brooklyn on Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yep. Great show. Everybody hates Chris. <laughs> no. Oh, so Dolph <laughs> Lundgren. Who is in Ninja 3 The Domination? That's not part of the subject. That's Brigitte Nielsen. <laughs> oh, Brigitte Ooh, Nielsen. Yeah. No, there was a famous kickboxer chicken. She was in like all these straight-to-video movies, and it would be a great reference to it two minutes <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah. That would have been great. Right there with creeping my stupid up, thing, Mila Jovovich. Uh -huh. <laughs> Gibson will be great in this, though, right? Because he's great. How great? Ah, God, I wish he weren't crazy because I can't stop loving him. Yeah. <laughs> but he plays a bad guy in this, right? And yeah. he's the bad guy. Yeah, I think it's Bruce Willis was going to be that part until uh, he dropped out. It was the. It was was the, he going to turn on him or something? Yeah, well, he was like a guy who used to, uh, uh, to use an L.A. term, cast the Expendables. I don't know. He put the missions together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he holds a session. He rents he, a room. He, he produces it. Got to bring in a monologue. We got to produce mm -hmm. this mission. We got to produce the mission. We're going to cast You're it. Good. Dolph, yeah. what is your monologue from? <laughs> How many villains did Mel Gibson play before he went crazy? Oh, uh, man. Because he's now played a bunch of them, which is great. I like it. I like when someone goes villain, you know, and they rarely do once they're as popular as he was. Well, maybe know. that's why he had to go villain in real life, so we could make he that did go, bridge. Right, he would, did go villain in yeah. real life. I don't so. think many. Hmm. That poor guy, he must be so rich. <laughs> All right, on. next up. Yeah, that was perfect. I don't think you can come back from, from the, that awesomeness. From the science fiction mind that gave you most of your ideas as a freshman writing student uh. comes the giver, Karen. In a world, okay, my chair, there we go. In a world in without a world. war, differences, or choice, one boy is chosen to learn the truth about the pain and pleasure of the real world. And this leads to unintended but completely predictable consequences as the reality about life spreads throughout the community, spurring an uprising in an otherwise previously peaceful, albeit banal, civilization. So in short, some kid gets told a bunch of stuff and then runs his mouth about it. The end. Hope I didn't get everything away there. You may have, but who cares? This isn't a real movie. Paul, is it based on a book? Oh, My mistake. Yeah. It is a real movie. The Giver tells another story of another futuristic society that has banned emotions. I guess whoever runs the place has lived through just one too many Oscar seasons and said, screw this. From now on, we're showing only planes, fire, and rescue. In a move that every creative writing 101 professor can get behind, the society keeps everyone in line by giving them injections. Mm. Then one day, Ethan Hawke from Gattaca or <laughs> Christian Bale from Equilibrium or 
THX 1138, or whoever, <laughs> decides to stop taking them, allowing him to finally feel what we all feel when we watch kitten videos on YouTube. <laughs> the kid decides that all of society should appreciate Tears of a Clown by Smokey Robinson as much as he does, and sets out to put the shard back in the dark crystal, or whatever. The movie stars Meryl Streep, Jeff Bridges, and even goes so far as to have other actors in it. Way to go, movie. <laughs> Very bold of them. Jeff Bridges plays the title role. He's the giverer. So that's what you call him, you know, that or his giverness or the giverer or the old giverino. If you're not into that whole brevity thing. I'm the dude. So that's what you call me. <laughs> and as we mentioned, the Giver co-stars film legend Meryl Streep, who can now add Angelica Houston wig to her ever-growing <laughs> list of characters. Oh, the film also features Taylor Swift. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, reenacting the pitch meeting for this is rather easy. <clears throat> Hello, I'm Lois Lowry. I wrote The Giver, and I think it's going to be pretty good as a film. Uh, what do you say, Weinstein Company? Okay, explain me the plot. It's a world of black and white until someone sees color. Pleasantville. Seen it. No, but it's not the past. It's a future devoid of emotions. Like the Matrix. Next. But there aren't machines. This future is overlorded by a person. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it, because I'm the guy who never saw the Truman Show. Well, in that, Truman was unaware of what was going on until the end. Here, one man discovers humanity's plight and... He tries to free everyone. Blah, blah, blah. The island. Blah, blah, blah. Surrogates. Blah, blah, blah. It's a young adult novel. Really? You've been greenlit! There you go. That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> young adult fiction. I love Paul's enthusiasm yes. in that drop. You've been <laughs> greenlit! <laughs> Play it again. It's good stuff. <laughs> You've been greenlit! <laughs> I totally. I, I think uh, you I have even, a cigar in your hand. When you I do held that. a fake cigar when yeah. I said it. I had to. Right? Did. <laughs> Object work. <laughs> anyway, uh, I saw the panel for this so at Comic Con. Um, there was a panel at Comic Con for this for the Giver. Yeah, Bridges came. Young adult is huge. Man. Lois oh, Lowry came. Gigantic. Out. You're right. You're yeah, right. there were half the crowd had heard of the the book. Did uh, reading it in schools? Daniels go into his whole story about how he was one of the Bridges? main for Bridges. Oops, one of the main forces behind getting this made because his daughter was reading it. Yep. Mm. Yeah, no, he's been trying to make this movie for 18 years. He had a lot what? of trouble getting this made. Can you believe it? He had to wait oh, till everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had to wait till everyone was jumping on the it's been printed, so we're going to do it as a movie bandwagon. Yeah, no shit. There must be 12 of these, right? They they wait till there's 12 of them or maybe the authors write 12 of these in a year. I don't know. I don't there know, are maybe. others, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, she she had hinted at the next movie and how of the course. endings changed a little so they can get to the next book and so, I, I don't know. It's did you say Meryl Streep is in this? Yeah. She is yeah. In this. That yeah. makes me suspicious. I don't like that. Have I seen what? that? That makes you suspicious? It makes me wonder why she's slumming it. Well, well I don't know. It might not be slumming it. Yeah. Do you think, think it's going to be good? It's a boat of, boat of she confidence doesn't have for to any do movie. Shit. This is just another va volley in the Meryl Streep Glenn Close war because Glenn oh. Close just <gasps> did. Snowpiercer. No, she no, just did Captain Guardians. America. Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy. And Meryl's like, <laughs> screw you. I'm doing the giver. So yeah. she, I'm putting on some spandex too. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? This Meryl, might be the Meryl, one time Glenn wins, not for an Oscar, of course, but at the box office, <laughs> yeah. she'll yeah. probably have the last. But Meryl time. won't let her have a single summer to herself ever. Good girl, I like Meryl. Yeah. Bitch. <laughs> also, the fact that Meryl's in this means I have to go see it. Well, Ugh. I have no. But here's what's interesting. Like yes. it, it seems like there's no emotions in the future. All right? of a sudden, you per perk up. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> this guy, I don't know yes. why. It seems like he gets rewarded by Meryl Streep with learning memories from the giver. So. Jeff Bridges gives him memories, but 
if she's so controlling over everyone's world in the future, why does she want the guy to look at the right. memories it of the past when it's sense. awesome? Because he'll only get pissed and start a revolution and try and uh, wake also, everybody up. Jamie, help me with this, but isn't one of the things that we women do is just bring up things from the past? <laughs> why would we take that one power that's like a superpower we have, why would we take that away from ourselves? The whole premise, right? of, this, the whole premise of this movie is, look... I probably shouldn't be telling you this, but... <laughs> <laughs> but come here, what? lean in. Memories? What? <laughs> Might start a revolution, but... but come lean in. Look, no one's ever supposed to see this, but <laughs> let me show you some really cool shit. Uh, All right, well, let's get to our it's final... Like a drug uh, dealer. Our final yeah. film here of the weekend. What would happen if a couple of guys dressed up and pretended to be cops? Well, you get the Rampart Division in Hollywood. <laughs> but if you're a comedy, then you're Let's Be Cops. Lee? Why, thank you for that. I thought you were going to start playing YMCA right there. <laughs> Let's Be Cops stars Jake Johnson from New Girl and Damon Wayans Jr. from New Girl. And it's from a casting director located presumably in the same building where they produce <laughs> New Girl. What, Zoe Deschanel didn't want to take the part of Jaquanade? Is that how you pronounce Jaquanade? What is it? Shaquanda. Probably Shaquanda. Yeah. Oh, Shaquanda? Shaquanda. That's Shaquanda. I have, honestly, I've never seen Shaquanda. Well, I don't know writing. if I tell you always spell Shaquanda. I just looked it up on IMDb of the funniest <laughs> name that was in it. Could you please next time phonetically maybe? Because this no. is. Le- oh yeah, you're right. This looks pretty French. Jaquanda. Here, I'm it, gonna work on it right now. How would it that keep looks, going? It looks like a deserted, like a Dairy Queen. We'll check back in with Adam in a moment. It does. It let's be cops. Justin played by Jake Johnson Jaquanda. and Ryan played by Damon Wayans too. Dress up like cops to go to a costume party, only to find out that dressing like that allows you special perks, like driving fast and shooting whoever you want in St. Louis. Lamangino. Lamangino? Lamangino. Oh, man. Jacques I like Lane. a little Lamangino on my uh, ham sandwich. <laughs> oh, Look, yeah. Here we go. How's this? J U H. Space. Duh. K W A N. Space. Jaquanda. Arangelo Lamangelo. Jaquanda. There you go. We are white! Addicted to their new power as police officers, the two go as far as they can with the concept of with the concept, including making their own cop car and posing for hot cops calendar. But when actual crime happens, the duo learns that with fake power comes great responsibility. Having to actually become the thing you're dressed as must strike fear into everyone at Halloween dressed like Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> now, most of the movie is just the two lead characters getting hit in the nuts and then hitting other guys in the nuts. Sure. Paul, is this based on a book? No fucking way. Wow. Who would have thought? Tiresome, the movie, looks like it's mostly (laughs) retreaded moments from other comedies. For example, hey, remember that scene in Borat where he gets trapped under the crotch of a fat, sweaty guy? Uh You thought that was funny, didn't you? Yeah, so did they. That's why it's in this movie. It also has the obligatory things like an adult male schooling kids at sports and a Wayne's brother. (laughs) Rob Riggle continues his year of showing up in things as a cop because apparently that's the law in Hollywood. It's wall-to-wall chaos. No room for a plot, but that doesn't matter. We, we did mention that guys get hit in the nuts a lot, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there there is some plot. After pretending to be cops, their cover is blown, kind of, by mobsters who realize they aren't cops, but assume they must be either DEA, ATF, or some other three-lettered agency that's out to shut down organized crime. This forces the fake cops to go fake undercover and pretend to be cops, pretending to be gangsters. What? Confused? Yes. Well, don't worry. There's lots of nut shots to keep you amused. <laughs> we, we mentioned that already, right? You did. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yelling and punching. It's what Wayans brothers do. Let's play a highlight reel from the trailer. <laughs> Please freeze!
starts, but then later there's running and, and screaming. There you go. That, oh my God. You know, whenever you're doing special effects in Hollywood, to those who might not know this, a lot of the punches and stuff is hitting grapefruits or hitting melons and that kind of stuff. And as soon as you start playing this, I just visualized a Gallagher concert. It just sounds like a bunch of fruit and vegetables getting hit. Do you remember on HBO, when HBO was first launched, they... They didn't have wall-to-wall movies, and so they would come up with these little, like, interstitials in between to fill the half-hour gap, that. a 45 gap, a 45-second minute gap, whatever. And there was there was this one that they kept playing. It was like 12 minutes of what it's like to be a foley artist. Yeah, that's the kind of thing. Oh. Yeah. And it was just guys punching lettuce and yeah. breaking boards over their head and, and walking down the hallway and pretending to. Yeah, no one else. I've been to the foley that's stage at Universal, and they were proud of how old some of their stuff was like this is the floor of the orca from jaws and we walk on it whenever we need to make uh, like a sound oh wow. let's take a boat or something oh, that's and so cool. they've got uh, yeah they got everything you need there and it's a small room but they could do anything, anything. in there they yeah. could duplicate any sound pretty much it's pretty crazy. cool including <laughs> for all so the let's uh, for all the comedy and let's be so cops. immediately we talked about something else again well, that's what we do. <laughs> you know, that reminds me of something we liked, HBO. <laughs> that guy, Jake Johnson, seems funny. I don't watch New Girl. That's a funny show. It's a funny is show. Is it funny? What's yeah. the show? Yeah, New Girl. With the bangs. Oh. Girl the bangs. New Girl's a funny show? What yes. am I thinking of? Oh, two broke girls. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Less Supposed funny. to be a funny show, too. Oh, have you seen that show? No. Well, the weird thing oh, about that show... That. Here we launch into a whole new topic. <laughs> the weird thing about that show <laughs> is <laughs> it, the weird thing about Two Broke Girls is it's two actresses who should be the person who has the funny thing to say after someone else in the room has said something logical or plot oriented or whatever. So it's just those two people delivering the plot. That's an odd. So concept. is it a bunch of like winking and huh? Like the one girl from Thor yeah. that always like something happens, something happens, and then she goes, "No, that's Thor." You know, or whatever she says. So everybody's always around. <laughs> it's Cat super snarky. It's all snarky. It's snark. all snark. It's Can all you imagine snark. all plot being delivered in snark? That's two broke girls. Oh, it's so painful to watch. But these guys are funny. And it's a good concept, actually. I, I kind yeah. of enjoy yeah, the concept. I, I, I might watch this if I don't have to pay for it in any capacity. Years ago, there was a shooting in West Hollywood during the parade, the West Hollywood uh, Halloween parade, because a guy dressed like a cop had a gun that looked too realistic. And he so the was, cop shot him? The cop shot him. So anytime I see people pretend to be cops, I'm just like, someone's going to die. Wait a minute. They shot their own? They shot a guy who was just walking along dressed like a cop because he had a gun that looked real. Wow. And they saw him and they were like, they didn't think he was a real cop, but they saw his gun was so real looking. Got it. By the way. Here's how white the place I grew up in. Yes. <laughs> we thought it'd be funny one night. We got cap guns. If we ran around and did drive-bys to all of our oh. friends walking on the street. Oh, Jesus. Only to do a drive-by to a kid we knew from high school who had just got out of jail. Oh. <laughs> oh. Who hops in his car and chases us. It was frightening. <laughs> oh, my God. Sounded like a good idea it's at the time. a different time. When I was a kid, I had a set of, of handguns that were cap guns. And gold circles, where I bought these. Ah, gold circle! That's where I bought my first. They were the most realistic. They were metal. They were metal with a wooden handle. They looked like such real guns. Oh, they did. We had a guy over at the house doing work on our windows or something, and I had left my gun on the telephone desk out by the front door. And he's talking to my mom, and he finally pulls her aside, and she said, "He says, you know, ma'am, I don't mean to tell you how to raise your children, but you probably shouldn't leave this laying around the house." And my mom picks it up. She's like, "Oh, this is not like classic yeah. sitcom <laughs> moment where she's waving it around, going, oh, this is nothing.'" And he's 
Yeah, it was that's and that when we were kids, that yeah. was what was cool to get a gun that looked so real. Now you can't get them without a little orange tip. Yeah, a flower sticking out of the ass. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's be cops. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, I think we'll see that. And then we'll see uh, let's be parking enforcement when that comes out. Let's be, let's be fire and rescue. Let's be fire and rescue. I wouldn't mind cook, watching Let's Be Fire and Rescue. That's what guys should do. What are you dressing like a cop for? If you want to get laid... Just put on a fireman's outfit. Oh, yeah. That's because what you do. Most, well, you got to put out a fire. does make even not guy, not hot guys hot. Oh, my God. Scott Stoddard wore a, just a haphazard-looking fireman's thing to a Halloween party. Numbers left and right. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, oh, my God. And he's guys, not hot. You got very so, quiet. So, well, so you to that point, and he's that. not hot. Yeah, so, so that point, that's what I put together is that he's not <laughs> no, hot. No, I'm not saying it's high, Scott. <laughs> even this guy was able to work with uh, Even, even I guy. met his costume Don't worry, crap. he doesn't listen. He's a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell him I said that, and let's right, see if he is, ever says anything. It is guest time, for the love of God. <laughs> and after this 10-second uh, break, we'll return uh, with this week's guest, Frank Woodward. Frank Hold tight. Thanks a lot. Yeah. And not the other color, so police think they have the authority to kill a minority. I Fuck that shit, because I ain't the one for a punk motherfucker with a badge and a gun to be so white suburban, I know all of the All right, and we are back with this week's guest. Uh, what a great uh, introductory song for our guest. Yeah, he's going to want to have this go out to his mom and his friends, and he's like, now... I want to walk in with this now. This yeah. is my entry music. Yeah, right? I think this is perfect. The producer and director of Men in Suits, a great documentary about the young son heroes of the acting world, the guys who act in cumbersome... Suits, so whether cool. it's Godzilla or Sweetums or Robbie the Robot, they're all represented in his great documentary. He also uh, hmm. produced and directed Lovecraft, Fear of the Unknown. Frank Woodward is Yay! with us. Hey, Frank. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So and I great. should mention Frank uh, H. Woodward, right? Frank, yes, Frank yeah. H. Woodward. Talk I, right into uh, be, oh, my, my, Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Talk right into the Talk right into this thing. I need the microphone? This, this is the guy behind the camera guy. Yeah, I, I, don't, <laughs> yeah I don't really come from behind the camera. There's reasons. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, the, um, H is for Homer, of all things. Don't, uh, oh, don't. Uh, yeah, don't. <laughs> but there's a Frank D. Woodward out there, right? There's a Frank or the D. Philosopher. Woodward. And there's a, there's a famous movie caterer, Frank Woodward. Right. I saw that. There's a famous, in fact. In, I, wait, is he famous? He's really famous. Oh, he's wow. extremely famous. In fact, he was in the third issue of Premiere Magazine. Anybody remember Premiere Magazine? I have the third issue. I, have the third I could issue. go grab it right now. It was, yeah. it, was, it was like in the third issue, and I was so excited because I was in film school, and I was like, look, I'm in Premiere. Oh, and I was <laughs> covering pictures and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so famous. He's infamous. Infamous. Yeah. I did meet him, actually. I met him. Steve uh, Martin? No, yeah, Steve Martin. No, no, no. <gasps> the other Frank Woodward. Frank Woodward. Oh, World I was yeah. all excited. So I've gone off a Woodward, different subject. I'm sorry. Woodward's collided. Yeah, he did. <gasps> That's cool. You want to hear some Woodward's. movie guy stuff? Who what was on the first issue of Premiere? Who was on the Dragnet? Cover? Yeah, I know it was. That's <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> Thank you, Paul, for knowing that. That's I have. Ridiculous. I'm telling you, I have it. That's the do whole point of this show. The postcards that were inside. I you do. The postcards. Yes. Oh. Wall Street. And but we off we limits. met Frank because he's a movie guy, yeah. and it and it showed in a coffee shop where oh, we were writing yes. jokes, yeah. and we kept overhearing references, and we're like. Nobody makes that reference, you know, <laughs> unless they're a movie guy. No, you get me out in public with my friends. Uh, I think it was with my friend Jay. We were like, 
screaming about Star Trek and socialism, which I yeah, think was yeah. Do. Certainly, yeah, that's yeah. what you do at the Coil Cafe. Yes. Oh wait, is that where you no, were? No, it was a Republic of Pot. That's yeah. right. Better. Now I remember. It was oh, even better. I was yeah. like Paul. I think we should talk to that guy because yeah. it was us, right? You yeah, and I were yeah, together. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. let's talk well, about what we ask every guest funny. who comes on the show. What is your favorite movie of all time? Uh, we were you were you told me this was coming, and I was and I have many favorite movies, and I and obviously Raiders of the Lost Ark, Citizen Kane. These actually sit with me very big, but all have been tossed around the table. All have been tossed around. Yeah. Here's here's one of my favorite films. It's The Day the Earth Caught Fire, directed Ooh. by Val Guest. It's a British film. Yeah. Bert I. Gordon? Mm-hmm. Is that Bert I. Gordon? No, no. no? Uh, uh, at least I don't think so. I, okay. uh, uh, That's The Day the Earth Froze. Maybe. Uh, maybe anyway, yeah. go ahead. Maybe. Caught Possibly. Fire. What's Day going the on? Earth Caught Fire. It's a British film, and it's about uh, basically... How how Russia and America both detonate test nuclear weapons at the same time and shift the orbit of the planet. Ooh. And it sounds kooky and everything like that, but it's all told from a newsroom with this very front page dialogue and very rapid wow. fire stuff. Janet Monroe, if you ever saw Darby O'Gill and the Little People, uh, or, or Swiss Family Robinson, she was a Disney kid, but she's the sexiest thing on the planet in this movie. She's Absolutely. my dear, my darling one, my smiling <laughs> and beguiling one. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Day the Earth Caught Fire. If you've not seen it, I, do I have not. Highly recommend. No. Is that highly. gettable? Is it uh, you know, it, I, I have it on DVD, but I know it's probably out of print. Yeah. But you can find it someplace. I'll loan it to you. Amoeba's got to have it. Some Amoeba's reason, gotta have it, yes. When you say that, for some reason, I just immediately think that there's like a train and everybody's on the train and it just keeps going around the world. No, He loves snow. He loves only snow. We reviewed uh, Snowpiercer a couple weeks ago and we. And Karen sung the Shirley Bassey version of it. Uh, <laughs> I think mine was the Liza Minnelli version. Ah, <laughs> even better. <laughs> that want... actually sounds like something that could happen. Like we we yeah. accidentally yeah. blow yeah. up yeah. two yeah. things yeah. at this. And who somebody was supposed to call the Russians? And let them know we're doing this today. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops! It's it's absolutely it's a fantastic movie. I cannot mm-hmm. recommend it enough. If you can find it, find it. So yeah, that's my deep cut favorite. Uh, what movies got you into the topic of men in suits? Well, I'm a horror science fiction geek anyway. I mean, I grew up on Star Wars like all of us and grew up on all that kind of thing. Uh, Men in Suits came about, we had done Lovecraft. We had made, made Lovecraft over at Weird. And we were trying to figure Weird, out, your production company. Yeah, Weird's our production company. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, over yeah, just some weird place. Uh, <laughs> we just didn't know what to do next. And we try to pick stuff that's evergreen. We try to pick stuff that's not going to go old sitting on the shelf. Right. And uh, we were talking about passed up that Twilight documentary, right? Yes, I, we almost <laughs> we came close. I had Robert Pattinson on the line; yeah. it was really good. But uh, he, uh, with, with we were thinking about history of makeup, history of gore, or something like that. But that seemed too broad. And then one day I mentioned, "What about the guys in the suits?" And my uh, film partner Bill went back to his wife and told her what we were thinking, and she's like, "Is that a job?" And then we knew we had yeah. a topic to do. And it, it very much is a job. And it's also, unfortunately, as much as Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is a wonderful movie, it's dying. It's going away. That's why I say is the validity of the Tim Burton one, one which people yeah. forget. But it's like, hey, at least they made one modern one where people were in makeup instead of you know, CGI. I, I, you know, and the, for me, that's what drives me nuts. I love the ape movies. And the one thing we've been doing great since the dawn of cinema is apes. And we've only gotten better at it. Even the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes, which is whatever, but it's great makeup. 
Yeah. Did yeah. the guys who played apes in 2001 ever get any love? <laughs> who, uh, who are those guys? Well, you know, you know, I, not McDowell, much oddly. love, no. But you don't hear about them anymore. They're probably just somebody off doing London theater at the time. <laughs> uh, are they the same guy? Because in L.A., people might know that there's something called the Loop Group. You oh, guys yeah, know what the loop group is? And it's yeah. this very... They do ADR, right? They do ADR yeah. and, and <laughs> looping for dialogue. And from what I understand, they're a very tight-knit group, and oh, yeah. they're very well paid. But there's only like eight or 12 of them, and they just don't share that work with anyone. Is that the same with men in suits? Well, there's, I mean, there's definitely a, a I mean, do you need, niche. like, the Andy Serkis of Men in Suits guy? I got to get this guy. He's the best Men in Suits. Well, there's definitely some actors like that. Yeah. Doug Jones, you have your Hellboy 2 poster over oh, there. Oh, yeah. And uh, Doug, Doug Jones is one of the big guys. Uh, Brian Steele, Tom Woodruff Jr. We were talking about the uh, Robin Williams uh, movie, the Dustin Hoffman thing. You know, anytime the gorilla in that is Tom Woodruff Jr., who also wow. played the alien in all, like, the sequel, Alien 3, Alien vs. Predator, and he played Pumpkinhead for the people oh. who are fans of Pumpkinhead. And uh, Doug Jones played all the, all, almost all the characters in yeah. Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, and oh, wow. Pan's yeah. Labyrinth, so. right. So those are some of your go-to guys. But there's also He's guys... the Kevin Peter Hall of... Uh, there's a while that... There's a reference, Ooh, right? Take it down Did I nail it? Peter Hall. Is he the uh, Predator? Predator? Yeah. And, and Harry. Harry and yeah, the Hendersons? Yeah. Harry and the... Harry and the Hendersons? Yeah, Harry yeah. and the Hendersons, yeah. Harry and the Andersons? No, Harry that's Night Courts. <laughs> <laughs> well, this 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 documentary is full of awesome footage. Yeah, thank you. Was any of it a struggle to get? I mean, you got everything. You just even shot a Chewbacca in there. So we we, we shot a Chewbacca. I mean, I, I'm as a documentary filmmaker, you get become very knowledgeable of fair use. Fair use is a is a very you know, a passionate topic of mine because obviously doing what I do, doing what you guys do. I mean, you have to be able to use little clips or or something to comment on or make fun of or do whatever. And there's a very muddy clause in copyright law that's been, thankfully, to a lot of documentary filmmakers and uh, entertainment lawyers, even though you know a lot of lawyers you could take them or leave them, they've been really championing our rights to pull pieces of film. But the problem you have nowadays, and I'm, this is going to be so exciting for everybody at home, I know. Um, we it, could have you say this over the uh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, yeah, just just play Harrison Ford while I just go on and on and on. I, I tell you what, if you're really, really interested, contact me through Facebook or whatever. Um, well, you get you get away with it because it's editorial. Well, you yeah, editorial. I mean, it's for the point of a review, essay, uh, satire. Uh, what have you? Yeah. I mean, there, there's many things that can play. Uh, uh, That's way better. Uh, I, thought that was, uh, I thought that was Harrison Ford snoring, and I was excited that you found that. Um, no, but actually, I think it is a little interesting on to let other documentary no. filmmakers understand what you're able to accomplish and what you're able to do right. with this law. And I think you said fair use, and fair use is the reason things like Tosh.0 exist and Web Soup absolutely. exist. Because absolutely. There's, there's this allowance a for editorial. commentary editor- is yes. what it is? Yeah, yeah. Any, form yeah. Of commentary, yeah. Right? any form yeah. of commentary. That's what's but, referred to as editorial. But even yeah. what, what Skin. I believe we get away with a lot of it, yeah, because... Yeah, we, you do. Well, well, the the um, sound bites you're using and everything. Yeah. I have a note here. I was going to bring it up when we did. What did you see this week? This is perfect. We actually just got an email, I think about three days ago, I saw it come by our mm-hmm. feed, that we were told we could not um, have this one video on YouTube because the we wouldn't be able to try to monetize it because we used a song by some weird rapper guy and Step Up All In. Mm-hmm. And they right? immediately, yeah. yeah, they immediately saw that we used a bit of their song. Some guy like Wizza or some, I don't know, some crap. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Yeah, you'll have to you see know, that. It's, it's it made me laugh because of all the crap we play. 
that dude that somewhere guy. noticed it. Not we today. Used... <laughs> and what probably happened is some intern someplace over at YouTube was paying attention that day, and they caught it. Actually, I have an answer for that. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Yeah, there, there, there's actually uh, uh, computer programs that scan YouTube, yeah, yes. and oh, okay. they do recognition. So yeah. what happens but is... Why does Step Up All In give a shit? Because it, it fell into the library, and what they do automatically is they contact the publisher. Probably because of a soundtrack tie-in, actually. Yeah. There's probably That's a separate department. Oh. But there, there's, there's software that YouTube runs. all Everything you upload to YouTube gets sent through this filter. That's why it doesn't go automatically. Right. And if they detect uh, copyrighted material, i.e. music most easily, um, they immediately contact you and say, hey, you're in yeah. violation of this. Yeah. We're going to put a banner on this thing and every time somebody clicks on that banner, we're giving that money to the publisher. If you can prove to us that you have permission from the publisher, we'll take that ma banner down yeah. and you'll get some Well, money. he's going to get a lot there, of money from most our Most importantly, listeners. do we get hits every time they run that thing through the yeah. scanner? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the now, truth is, is that, that was Boring. No, that, no, no but, but you're right. But he's absolutely right. Look, music's a, a weird animal anyway when it comes to this. I mean, there are court cases that say that music is uh, under fair use as well. Uh, but the problem is that because music's the performer, because it's also the publisher, and because it's also the writer, there's so many hands. It's a singular there. artist, right, as opposed to a movie. Well, but well, even a movie is, is at least a singular copyright owner is mm. more of the point, yeah. I think. Whereas a song, all those people can own a, rights to it. Mm. So it gets a little bit muddy, more muddy. It's all very muddy, but thankfully there are people fighting it, and the truth is it's a right we have, and you have to exercise it. If you don't exercise it, nobody's going to bother litigating it and defining it. So, But the point is men in suits. The yes. point Godzilla. is men in suits. We now, got, and Toho has not come from King my head Kong. yet. Toho will come for me well, one day. Really? Why not? Hey. No, well, you know, Toho is very litigious because of the trademark. I think you said that in the movie. I yeah. did. I, yeah. I think we did. Tra uh, 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 Godzilla is a trademark. It's not just a copyright. It's also a trademark, and trademarks people don't have any sense of humor about. Let's get down to brass so, tacks here, yes. okay? King Kong, yeah, famously, uh, only had one man in suit. Mm. Well, unless you count it like King Kong lives, but who would? But the original, <laughs> obviously, famously animated. Mm -hmm. The most recent one, famously animated. Right. But in the King Kong 1978 with Jeff Bridges. Yes, Rick Baker, the uh, Rick monster Baker. maker. And that is my favorite. Yes. I love his performance, and I think it's really good. I mean, well, I really like the way that's. It's very ominous. Yeah, it's very. You know, it's a great. It's a great. It's a good gorilla. design of King it's Kong. It's a fantastic. Carlo Rambaldi did the design. Who did ah, ET? ET and Close and Encounters. Close Encounters, exactly. But uh, to correct you a little bit, there were actually the Toho King Kong movies. King Kong versus Godzilla King Kong Lives. Oh, that's right. I just Our saw one in the theater, suits. actually. <laughs> Did you really? I saw it at the New Beverly. They played oh. King Kong versus Godzilla right I before uh, the New Godzilla. I feel like I'm watching King Kong versus Godzilla right now because at no point I'm in hairier. this show... Have we ever had someone who could go toe to toe with Adam and say, "I'd like to correct you on, that. <laughs> <laughs> on a Godzilla One fact. moment about this uh, Godzilla"? Because I just go, "It's yes." I will you say like, this though. As any normal person should, Karen. Congratulations <laughs> on being pretty normal. <laughs> You know, it, it, it's, it's the it's what geeks do. That's what we're doing. Like you guys it. found you out. Know, like, found but you out would about agree me. that King Kong design in Japan so yeah, far well, it's yeah, crazy. It's, like oh, a that's crazy shitty. Face. Oh, yeah, that's wait, King Kong versus Godzilla. I can't believe because obviously sculpture has been around since the dawn of fucking time. Like, how do they not? How do they sculpt the worst looking King Kong face you've <laughs> ever seen? You're and like, well, they can make topiary trees, but they can't do yeah. right. Right? They could make a bush look like it. You 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 go to make an animated thing. I mean. 
can't honestly, seriously, just go to YouTube and just look up the King Kong from the. You're like, <gasps> how do you make something that shitty when sculpture has existed for hundreds of thousands of years? Well, you know, we bombed sculpture uh, over yeah. a night. Yeah. Now, Take that a, lot sculpture. Of, a lot of the guys in the movie say that who played the creature from the Black Lagoon? Uh, well, two people played uh, the creature. Oh, uh, that's right, one swimmer and one. Yeah, actor. Rico Browning played the swimming creature in all three movies, and then uh, Ben Chapman played it in the first film, and then uh, oh, I want to say Tom Hennessy played it in the second. M many of the and men in uh, suits claim that was one of the best. Uh, oh, it's jobs still out there. It's still the best. What is your that? favorite? It is the Gilman. I I, yeah. I, I'm, oh, I love the Gilman. I, I mean, I'm a Godzilla fan as well, but the Gilman for me, that's. It's the best suit still to this day. Uh, in fact, if, if you cool guys creature. are Gilman fans, uh, there's a store in Burbank yeah. called Creature Features. Oh, yeah. You guys oh, yeah, should get yeah. over to. They right have next a, to Arrow Books? Yes, yeah. right next to Arrow Books on, oh, yeah. on Magnolia. They have a friend a of the show, Arrow Books, Auto Books. Yeah. <laughs> uh, creature for the Black Lagoon Gallery showing all these fan, this fan art and oh some props and stuff from the right. uh, film as well. Uh, definitely check I'm in. it out. That place is fairly new. It's only about a year I, old. It's I always cool. loved that they had the classic Universal Monsters, you know, Wolfman mm -hmm. and Dracula, but he was like just this completely different thing, but it's kind of lumped in with him. I just thought he was the coolest variation on a universal monster absolutely yeah. he, and he still is just as popular today i mean they'll screw it up because they just handed over the universal monsters to bob kurtzman of orshi and kurtzman fame yeah uh and i'm not i as you probably knew when you guys met me not a big fan of the jj abrams films uh -huh. although i did watch both of them and i do own both of them you gotta give him a day in court yeah, but. <laughs> well no i i gave him the day in court oh, and, and still and bought and it, yeah. still bought <laughs> it. Right. i am sentenced yourself. i'm that i have crystal, pretty enjoyable i have crystal skull on blu-ray oh Paul doesn't hey, have that. Not, sorry, not sorry, that bad. Sorry, yeah. Not sorry. that bad. Yeah, I, yeah, I horribly can, wretched. I have oh, moments no. of weakness. It's fine. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the Batman and Robin of the series. There's no doubt of that. <laughs> there is. That's true. That's true. Shia LaBeouf's nipples are on. You display. know what you have footage of in your uh, in your uh, film is the press event for the opening of the Creature from the Black Lagoon Whoa. musical at Universal yes. Theme Park. Oh my god, I've auditioned for that. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> did you shoot that footage? That's I hysterical. did shoot that footage. I was there too. Were you I was the voiceover announcing all the stuff You're about kidding. the creature. Yeah. The creature's You're loose. Kidding. And he ran around and everything. <laughs> I, I, got a lot of, I got a lot more. I'll send it. I was lucky. We, it was just one of those things. We had just started doing the documentary and that creature show started. Horrible show, right? Well, I mean, it's it was what it was. I mean, Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, it's no Spider-Man nice. rocks. Oh, also no, 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 no. Yeah. That is too funny. Wow. Yeah. Well, special effects show is the best thing to be in that venue in a long time. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, the well, wasn't that, I think that was the same place they did the Conan show, right? Yeah, that was before my time, but I hear that was uh, really good, actually. I'm old. Yeah. Just letting you know. <laughs> yeah. But no, that I mean, the suit looked great, but the just an yeah. ill-conceived uh, yeah, show. Yeah, it, it was a little odd. Not everything should be put to music. No. <laughs> Uh, talk talk about music. Uh, whenever I first got the email, Paul was telling all of us that you were mm. going to be on the show, mm. and he said he did this documentary, Men in Suits. I immediately thought it was a Lyle Lovett story. <laughs> I got very excited. You would. You jumped to that conclusion a lot. A lot. I'm like, Titanic. Lyle Lovett. Lyle Lovett's in it. How could you possibly? Yeah. Oddly <laughs> enough, that's our next documentary. I love it. Can I? Yeah, I'll do any. That's, I'll that's work the on title. It for free. It's called I Love, I love it. it. I love it. Ah! Patent pending, patent pending. So you, you've also done, and we were talking about this beforehand, mm. uh, these these like half-hour profiles of great horror auteurs, for lack o of a better word. Yes, the oh, yeah. tours. Really horror. cool people. Yeah, Matt Moore, this is the masters of horror. I Well, well I started uh, producing documentaries. I used to produce bonus materials for Anchor Bay. And Masters of Horror, which some of you love guys their clothes. The show, uh, <laughs> excellent. I shop at Anchor Bay all the time. I especially love their fall collection. Yeah, very some of the best jeans, khakis, greens. I love it. 
So, but that's the way I got to meet a lot of these great guys. Did you, is John Carpenter in that group? John Carpenter is in that group. Wow. wow. Toby I mean, Hooper. Toby Hooper, John Landis. And you, uh, you interviewed people who had worked with him. It's called Creating... Uh, working with, with a Master. Working with a Master. And we did 13, one for each of the directors. Oh, and we got to meet a lot of those guys. Uh, and that was also, by doing that and doing other Anchor Bay titles, that's what introduced me to a lot of the people in the horror film community. Yeah. So when we came time to do Lovecraft, we actually had... Well, one, we had something we could show, and that's really kind of the key thing with to any filmmakers out there is that just make stuff. Put it out there. If yeah. it gets seen, if you're a producer especially in this day and age, and Mark Zickery, we were talking about yeah, him yeah. earlier, will tell you this. If you walk into a room and say, I'm a producer, people will listen to you, even <laughs> if you are or, you're, or you're whatever. But if you, you having these working with the masters done that was able to get in touch with people like, well, John Carpenter again, uh, Neil Gaiman, Peter Straub, and all these guys for our Lovecraft documentary. And, you know, unfortunately, people seem to have liked it enough that we were able to do a couple more. And hopefully yeah. we'll do some more after this. And you talked to Don Coscarelli? Don Sweet. Coscarelli, yeah. Well, I, well Don, you know, Don was, cause was, was there, and we talked to all the people that he's worked with, you know, the, all the Phantasm actors, Angus Scrimm, uh, <laughs> for all the people who are Phantasm fans out there, Reggie Bannister, uh, Bannister as well. And, I'm uh, thinking the Disney thing, Phantasm or something. That's Fantasia. That's, uh, that's what uh, I'm yeah. thinking. That's Fantasia. There's only two of those. There's we got four Phantasm. <laughs> just sit back, Karen. Join me over here. We'll just <laughs> we'll wait for this thing. I'm, I'm yeah. getting hit by an airplane right now. <laughs> <laughs> and Beastmaster of all films. He knows the Don Coscarelli oh, classic. Yes, yes. yes. God, that yeah. was on HBO. That first a lot. one was Don Coscarelli. The first one was Don Coscarelli. That was one of those movies that was on HBO so much. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah that's a question we sometimes ask guests. So I ask ask it of you. Uh, that what is a movie you only know because. Cable would not stop showing it. The Stuntman. <laughs> the uh, Stuntman! The Stuntman was a perfect all, answer. It is on all the time. I right? only know that uh, exists uh, uh, because uh, Cable Richard would Richard Rush stop was the director. Richard Rush. Alan Arkish oh. was the producer. Right, right, right. Yeah. The Stuntman was God, what a on good answer. all the time. See, and ironically, Hooper was on all the time when I was a kid. I was just about to say Hooper is the one I... Hooper with the Burr Reynolds, right? Nothing like the I didn't, life of a Hollywood stuntman. Right? I didn't yeah. get cable, so I can't participate. Oh, sorry. Well, this is just Sundays with Dad. What did <laughs> that was a Dad game. <laughs> what, whatever was on. Yeah. What did Canadian television you got through the antenna show? We oh. would get a show called Switchback on Sundays, and Paul uh, Sean Thompson would host it. And he would take Candini, the doll, and put it over the falls in a Kentucky Fried Chicken barrel. But would they show movies? Is it like one of those and movies? Does Harrison shows? Ford have anything to say about that? No. <laughs> oh, <wow>. Thanks a <laughs> lot. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I agree. Uh, uh, no. Uh, no, they didn't show movies. They didn't, no, really? Uh, Canadian cable didn't have anything? Well, we only got one channel in Canada. Canadian broadcasting. Let's, let's not get Canadian crazy. Broadcasting. <laughs> so, what is crazy. next? Uh, next for us, I mean, as far as documentaries go, uh, we're working the on something. Lyle I, love it one. The Lyle right, love it one. I love it. Uh, uh, I, I, uh, we do have a steampunk web series coming Hi. out soon, all about mm. the history of steampunk. Mm. Uh, that How old producing. is that as a thing? Oh, wow. Uh, it depends on who you ask. Uh, but I know. I bet. I, I bet. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have like many hipsters. points of view. <laughs> but I, I would say that it's probably, as a phrase, been around for about at least 10 years now. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, wow. I'm trying to remember with the fir- the uh, the man who coined the phrase. Uh, yeah, for anybody who doesn't know in the audience, it's cyberpunk meets oh, ancient. It's like yes. a futuristic stuff meets ancient right. technology, right? Yeah. It See, not, no, it's, well, it's, it's no, go it's, ahead, give me a correct. Yeah, come on in here. It's like um, 
the electronic age is set in Victorian times. Yeah, so like yeah, if you wanted of. to make a watch instead of making it with oh, electronic things, you would make it. You'd make it with um, steam-powered things and water right. and the, boiling. The, the shorthand <laughs> that people can point to is the twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That, that that the Disney movie oh, that's, that's very cool. steampunk. Yeah. That's I've seen steampunk. the steampunk Ghostbusters around, and they're badass. That was they're, pretty they're badass. Steampunk. What I yeah. love really about cool. them is that is the perfect combination because steampunk tries to make things that are real out of like modern out of old things but ghostbusters proton packs aren't even real so you could be like well i have to take this boiler and then I, you know how are you going to make a real yeah there's proton all pack? sorts of crazy oh, stuff oh, it comes, yeah. it's, right? you, there's so many variations you can it's do awesome. i saw steampunk boba fett that looked really cool yeah, yeah. in the comic-con pictures someone posted it. adam you would be more interested if you looked a little closer because some of the steampunk women are hot uh, lots of movie. titties Sucker pushed punch, up right? Sucker yeah, yeah, punch. Yeah. Was that steampunk? Sucker punch had some steam, steampunk to it. Now, sure. if you have a steam train and there's a bunch of punks aboard it and they're trying to stop the train that's circling that's the earth, what would that be called? Snowpiercer! He loves snow! I think it would be called Steampiercer! <laughs> Alright, Frank, stick around as we play a, a round of. What did you see this week? And then we gotta ask him about his upcoming project. I wanna talk about not yet. Oh, but, but before we go, though. Oh, go ahead. Right. No, no, no. Well, well, let's do it again. He's, he's, he's already played the he, intro music, and I know, I know. I have. It's true. <laughs> what did you see this week? The game has right, begun. We should do this quick, though, because we I'll write it down. Do it like for. Uh oh. Uh-oh. He's writing. I'll tell you a quick thing I, I learned about Guardians of the Galaxy. Not even watching it a second time, but just reflecting on it. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, that I forgot to bring up the first time around. Um, oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> first time around was uh, that this movie. A lot of franchises, like X-Men, you watch X-Men, and when it's over, you're like, okay, I, now I know who everybody is. When are they going to kick ass? The good thing about Guardians of the Galaxy is you meet them all, and they kick ass all in the same movie. The whole You have the time. introduction and the ass-kicking at the same Isn't time. Isn't that impressive? So, yeah, that is a good thing. Isn't that impressive that that is a, a, a uh, that, that is an uh, insulated movie that it only takes place within itself? Like, all the plot is, it's, it's not one of those things like, I don't know, like something like Spider-Man. Uh, they get into like this long discussions about this technologies and shit that they give a shit about and it's going to affect the plot or whatever but like the Guardians are just trying to save their own skins and trying to it, it's such an insulated uh, ecosystem. It exists, you know, it's like a snake eating its tail. Like, it's it's such a compact movie in that way. I really like it. Yeah. Like, it's yep. their concerns, and they solve their concerns about them in their Just adventure. Just like you know? everyone in life. Just like but it's not like Fantastic life. Four, which I remember that movie was like them trying to stop the thing that they created or something like that. Like the Guardians really get involved in a world, uh, galaxy-wide plot. So yeah, and they kick ass, and you get to know them all. I saw Get On Up as well. Ooh. Oh, oh and I wanted to play this because get I was telling you about about. It, did they going to cover the crazy part of James Brown's life when he was old and crazy? <laughs> and uh, no, no, they didn't. <laughs> but this is the type. This is the period I was talking about. Oh, I hope he joins you. us for, from Atlanta to discuss yeah. the charges, and we welcome you, James Brown. How did all of this trouble begin? Living in America. <laughs> Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong at all. You're not in any difficulty, but you're out on bond. No, I'm not. No. Oh. Have I'm all the charges been dropped? Yeah, I'm out on love. Oh, I'm out well, on love. Are you out on love or out of love? Which yeah, is it? Out on love. Alone from night to night, you find me. 
This isn't in the movie. They didn't that's cover not, the that's James actual Paul interview. News. Yeah. That sounds like the greatest part of the movie. Oh, they were saving it for the sequel. Yes, <laughs> yeah. you're right. It, it will be better, like Godfather Two. It will be superior. The quick take yep. on Get On Up is I loved. I I always forget this when we talk about guilty pleasures. Great Balls of Fire is my guilty yeah. pleasure. Oh, that is a cartoonish look at Jerry Lee Lewis's yeah. life. That is all surface and fun. And I kind of wish this was all that. Get, get on That's up. That's not a bad thing to be. It's not they because all it totally go owns into it. The, the, the worst of their right. Lives. So halfway through the movie, he like hits his wife, and we all go, "What the hell is that all about? Why did he do that? We were liking this guy. He's charming. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's yelling Thank and dancing, that. and he's it, it's a great thing. And then like they got to go dark, and they really don't handle it well. Gotta and it's go kind all of out of OJ nowhere. on us all of a sudden. Mm, yeah. So uh, for me, when it was fun, it was best. But because they don't keep it fun all the time, it's a little bit of a mixed bag movie. For yeah. me. And Dan Aykroyd is. Terrible! Oh yeah. god damn it! That guy hasn't been good in so long. It's such a shame. He's not. I mean, it's a great, great guy. He's one of we my favorites. Ghostbusters. Dan, we love your work. I love him. I even loved him in that movie that Bruce Adam Bruce. hates. Trading Places. Anyone's Tra- paying attention? That's the funniest movie, joke. But Trading Places, <laughs> right? Trading Places. What else did anybody see? Doctor Detroit. I saw. Speaking of Dan Aykroyd, I saw. I saw a movie. Great. What about Bob? Which doesn't have Dan Aykroyd in it. No, but th- well, don't you always think of those two? Anyway. Bill Murray kind of and the Dan same. Aykroyd? Yeah, they're they kind of the same TV show. Yeah, they were. Yeah. I forgot how hilarious that movie... the way movie... I think of Harry Morgan and Gary yeah. Burgos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh, I can see that. <laughs> let's, let's allow Lee Sorry, to talk Lee, about on. how great Bill Murray was in this movie. I forgot what a great film that was and how funny Bill Murray is hilarious. in every second that he's on screen. And Karen and I were briefly discussing this before the show... Maybe not surprising to anyone else on the set here today. I kind of re- understood where Dreyfus was coming from. I mean, I, we've had those people in our lives. We're like, look, I know you all think this person is fine. They're not fine, and I don't want them around me anymore. It's our dog. <laughs> yeah, he's Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> so I was just absolutely. Fl- I stayed up really late just to watch. It was on. And don't you miss energetic Bill Murray? Yeah, oh, I love yeah. it. And I, I, I just, I, of course, I'm glad he's still out there. I'm glad he's still in stuff, he's and I'm a glad great he's actor. become this sort of new legend. Ghostbusters. But, but there's a moment uh, where this is this is the as an example of just how literally everything he did was funny. There's a moment where he just walks through the flower garden, like takes two steps through a planter, and Richard Dreyfus is looking at him like, don't walk through my plants. But just the two steps that Bill takes, they're hilarious. The way he kind of tiptoes and catches himself in mid in mid stride and oh, I can't do it. it oh, I don't and know. Of course you got Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. I'm a sailor. Yeah. Such and Frank Oz was on a roll back then, too. Everything he made yeah. was funny yeah. for a while with Dirty Round Scoundrels and Little Shop of Horrors and, mm, and right. this. Frank, how about you? What'd you see? You know, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy kind of ruined it the last weekend for me, so I haven't been to the theater, but I've been watching things like Dark Star. Oh, Dark Star is John great. John Carpenter's first film that Dan O'Bannon was uh, in and co-wrote. And Dan O'Bannon, for those people who don't know, uh, was one of the writers on Alien, the original Alien. It's a little bit of a first draft on Alien. In a little way. bit, yes, it's absolutely. Like the shred of Alien is in Dark Star because it's people who are out in space who are collecting yep. junk, just yep. like an alien, yep. and then something comes aboard, except it was a beach ball uh, that was dressed up to look like an alien in Dark Star. The low <laughs> budget. Feet. Yeah, the low budget on the movie is half the entertainment value. Oh, it's 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 so wonderful. Uh, but uh, Dark Star, and of course with Lauren Bacall passing away, mm-hmm. I popped in. So, well, this was just obviously last night uh, or the night before uh, to have and have not because you can't go wrong. Probably her defining bogey part. Bacall. Yeah, it definitely yeah. is her defining part. I mean, it's a it still holds up. It's wonderful. What I love about that though is it's an odd thing. The, uh, 
the uh, piano player, because all Bogart movies have to have a piano player in them, apparently, uh, is Hoagie Carmichael, who uh, Ian Fleming. Yes. Yes, you know where I'm going. I do know. That was who Ian Fleming thought James Bond should look like. He describes him as a hoagie, looking like Hoagie Carmichael in yes. Casino Royale, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah, and if you've seen Hoagie Carmichael, you'd be happy he didn't look like Hoagie <laughs> Carmichael. Hoagie! Hoagie, yeah, exactly. for a guy. Hoagie! <laughs> Uncle Hoagie? Coming along? All right, well, let's... Uh, Honey, uh, I would like to say oh, what, what I saw. Can we interrupt him what talking about Lauren say? Bacall with oh. uh, Robin Williams? Anyway, go ahead. Oh, yeah, well, I, <laughs> I just wanted to say that I didn't have time to see much, but I saw a documentary on um, Warren Jeffs and uh, polygamy. What? So that was good. Yeah, I don't know. I just felt like watching a documentary, and I just started flipping through, and I just get sucked into that whole polygamy thing. Fascinating. What did you learn? I learned that <laughs> Warren Jeffs is in prison because not only did he marry young girls and have sex with them. I guess he says marry so he doesn't think it's illegal when he rapes them. He did that to little boys, too. Mm. Yay! Mm. They talked to three of his victims that were small five-year-old boys. Didn't Mitt Romney's dad or grandpa move to Mexico for poly- so he could be a polygamist? Uh, yeah, because it's not illegal it. down there. Yeah. I just remember, like, oh, man, you sh- shouldn't run for president with that out there. Yeah. for wow. uh, Nobody made a big deal Mor- about it. He's a Mormon, too, I guess. I thought magic underwear was weird. Well, right? yeah, that's weird, too. <laughs> yeah. So that's fun. That's what I watched. I watched Black Netflix? Belt Jones. Moving on. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the uh, end of our show. Fucking great movie. Ending it as we always do with Karen's Birthdays, our weekly look at the birthdays of those who make the movies. Here we go. All right, let's start off this week of birthdays by wishing a very happy birthday to Marsha Gay Harden, who turns 54 but can play anywhere from a femme fatale in Miller's Crossing to a trophy wife in Trophy Wife. I can't. I can't decide on her. Yeah, because I'm not sure she knows which way she's going either. Yeah. Right? She's hot or not? I can't. Oh, quite I thought you meant it. she was gay or not. Oh, <clears throat> she's or probably. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so I don't. Can, can I say that? Yes. Faggy. She her name's probably Faggy. most remembered for her work in Miller's Crossing or Pollock. But I recently saw. You're gonna love this. I recently saw her work in Magic and Moonlight, the new Woody Allen film oh. starring Colin Firth, and I really went and picked her actually to do birthdays because she was in a movie with Colin Firth, not because I actually follow her. She's not just someone that's on my radar. You know, sometimes you go to a movie for certain people. So I don't know much about her. So I had to do a whole bunch of research for this segment, which means I had to put her name in Google. (laughs) And uh, when I put her name in Google, this is so amazing. The autofill said Marsha Gay Harden, and the very next one was Marsha Gay Harden Feet. So uh-huh. I, of course, oh. bit, because who doesn't click on that? Yeah, Because why is that there? And there were over 25 photos of her feet. Ooh. Now, they look fine to me, but in the comments section, there were discussions, lots and lots of discussions about her bunions. And it oh. seems that maybe Miss Harden may have noticed this and taken note because on February of this year, Elway59 writes, <laughs> This <laughs> This picture of Marsha was Elway. taken. Elway. Prominent 25. 59. Prominent YouTube uh, commentator. Yeah. He, he writes on this site dedicated to celebrities' feet. He writes, this picture of Marsha was taken on November 19th, 2013. She's gone through some major changes in, her, in the last couple of years. She's recently divorced and lost some weight and is now fully recovered from her bunion surgery. <laughs> Marshall's looking really good, exclamation point. <laughs> Thank you, Elway. So major changes in life. Major Bunions, changes. Bunions. 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 Divorce, lost weight, got that bunion surgery. 
So Lee, next time you're near her, could you check out her feet Absolutely. for us? Absolutely. Well, because you us. know I do that anyway for cankles. I start I with know. the cankles, but I, I thought of you. That's why I yeah. went and I clicked. But I, I just to set the record straight, bunions are not a deal breaker for me because oh. I know what causes them. What causes them? High heel shoes. Oh, and you like that. And I like that. So I'll look, if I'm going to ask you to wear those, I understand what might happen. We might have to cut the foot, move it over, and bunion well, it's, surgery. It's why I make them wear, and wear them all the time. They don't get to take them <laughs> off. So you don't have to look at their bunions. Right, look at your bunions. All right, let's continue by wishing a very happy birthday to Steve Martin. Hey. Yay. Who turns 68. What did you say? All of his movies are good. Go there ahead. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> but can best. play anywhere Pink from... Panther, Keeper by the Dozen. He turns 68, <laughs> but can play anywhere from a jerk to an amigo. Oh. All right, real quick, around the table. What's your favorite Steve Martin movie? Go. Uh, sh- Wrong. Roxanne? No, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> that's right. I, that's tough. Hard. Very hard. But Roxanne came to mind first. Right. Uh, Dead Wait, Man Chains and Automobiles. Oh, shit. Okay. Dead Man Doer Plaid. Oh. Uh, the jerk. Right? He hates these cans. <laughs> Either Man with Two Brains or uh, All of Me. Mm. Oh, I love Roxanne. Get that cat out of here. Oh, oh. All of Me. That's all good. Me. Roxanne is his masterpiece, though. Right? Roxanne that is, is that is yeah. every Steve Martin yeah. is a full bore in that oh, movie, right? Although L.A. Story is oh, a close yeah, yeah. second. Mm. Yeah. That is accessible. But, but Roxanne has this sort of romanticism that's kind yeah. of inherent in mm-hmm. him as that, a person, too. Sure. You know? And which is also an L.A. Story, but I think treated better in, I, I, in Roxanne. I'll, I'll, Roxanne is better. I mean, I'll definitely. Now, we all Good. Know. I beat you down on that one. I thought you said earn more sessions by sleeving. Why would I say that? <laughs> what did you say? I said five more seconds and I'm leaving. And I'm leaving. What did you all think right. I said? Thought you, oh, you said one more session. You said sleeping. Why would I have said that? What is so that? So we all know that these are roles that he took, but what about the roles he turned down? <gasps> oh, I love this game. Oh, here we go. Oh God. Um, this is Superman. Yeah, I Dustin know. Hoffman. I'm just gonna actually just Please don't die, Steve Martin. I'm just gonna tell you, he turned down the role of Indiana Jones in Raiders of the Lost Ark. You're no, kidding. I was gonna say that and you know, joke. I didn't realize that's that was true. what Google and the interwebs are yeah, saying. Yeah, but you know, sometimes sometimes they say stuff like that because they offer things or they've thought about it or they. Yeah, it's they, like it's not like they were like, look, we want him and only him, okay. and then he wouldn't do it. You know. Yeah. Well, uh, I've often thought that Harrison Ford, Dennis Quaid, and Steve Martin should be in the same film together as brothers. That would be awesome. Look at themselves. Side by side. I could, I could live with that. I think Quaid that's why Martin. I've always liked Dennis Quaid. They should be side by side in bed with us. What? All right, up in the air, the part that George Clooney played. Oh, I could see that. Wouldn't that be charming? Oh yeah. Oh, Wouldn't that be great to see Steve Martin do something like that? Yeah, I think he could totally pull it off. Have to pull Bill Murray, where he comes back exactly, and he starts right? doing those kind of roles. He could totally do I that. I thought he was going to make that turn. And what was that David Mamet movie where he's kind of Spanish prisoner? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I thought he was going to kind of make that turn and be a little more of a. I don't want him to play the wacky the... dad anymore. The grandpa who's crazy. I hate that Then he that made the shit. big year. Oh. Yeah, I know. All right, but here's something kind of D, and it also goes back to the whole Robin Williams thing. The last movie. The Birdcage. Check this out. So Martin was to play the masculine gay guy, whereas Robin Williams was going to be his flamboyant drag queen love interest. When Steve Martin backed out because of a scheduling conflict, Robin Williams took over that part. They brought in Nathan Lane to fill the roles that was oh. just vacated. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? I want to see that version of it. I yeah. do too. I want to see Robin Williams. I always Williams wanted to see the, the Waiting that. for Godot they yes. did in New York. Yes. Yes. Steve Martin and uh, Robin Williams. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. So, it was, yeah. Yes, we love Steve Martin. We don't want anything bad to happen to him. So good stuff. Stay alive, Steve. Stay alive. And lastly, this is fun. Let's wish a happy birthday to another celebrity that I don't really follow or pay attention to. Chris Hemsworth, who turns 31 but can play anywhere from a medieval times waiter to an Australian heartthrob. That's what he just looks like to me. He looks like a Renaissance Fair jouster <laughs> at all times. He could that. that he could totally play that. We all know Chris from playing Thor, but he was not originally the Hemsworth being courted for the role. Mm. His brother Liam was up for the mm. role until Dreamy. Chris's manager Yummy. got Chris a second audition. 
He was so pissed that he had to audition twice and his brother almost got the role that he believes his swagger alone got him the part. And this year at Comic-Con, Chris was referring to the paper Marvel Universe, the, you know, the comic books. And he said that the new Thor everyone knows is going to be a woman. And in reference to that, he said, I don't want to speak too early and jinx it, but I think that that could be my Oscar. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that awesome? So he's cute and funny. And Lee, yes, you know how much I love to hear celebrities sing. I do. People ask me <gasps> say two things, name two things about Karen. I say yes. a, yes. she always mis- mispronounces the word sore and says Thor. Yes. And two, I have a lisp. She has a lisp. And two, she loves when celebrities sing. I love it so much. In fact, that I went and did a deep cut of some uh, Thor singing Thor, <laughs> Thor singing myself. And here we are going to listen to little Chris Hemsworth singing <gasps> from that, what is that thing called? I didn't write it down. It was an Australian uh, television show called like Home opera. and Away. Holy Home shit. Home and Away. Let's listen to him this sing. This is obscure. <laughs> <laughs> and playing the guitar as well. Multi-talent. I'm always amazed you can find these things. You know, well, there's so many. All I see is only He's not really playing anything, is he? <laughs> That's a mashup. Nothing's gonna hold me back. Well, that's our showcast, everybody. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the Movie Guys on Facebook.com/slash the Movie Guys, as well as YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever. All that shit. We're there. Thanks to Frank Woodward. Yay, Yay. Frank. H. H. Woodward. And tell us about your, your new project that you wanted to mention real quick. Uh, oh, I know Adam was well, excited. It's, it actually doesn't come out to Halloween uh, at the moment, but I wrote uh, the script for Wrong Turn 6. Hard to believe you made a horror this? film script. I know, horror <laughs> film script for me. Yeah, but you get to move into actually creating one. Uh, cool. Yes, that's been that's one of the good uh, and I'm side a, effects. I'm a fan of sequels. I'll see anything there's at least four of. You're going to have to now go I'm going to do it. Oh, wow. Really? I've heard there's even some, uh, and my favorite thing is when there's some continued mythology. I've heard a couple of them are a little connected, right? There's the, killer, there's the definitely continues. well, it's killers. There's three killers. brothers, uh, the Hilliker brothers. Okay. Uh, three finger, one eye, and sawtooth. Now you've seen the first five, I assume. I, I'm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. No, I don't. Don't curse your. No, 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 no. Here. I mean, I won't. But uh, no, the, the the I think by far the best one is the second. Okay. Uh, the, that was because I've seen the first, and that's the only one I've seen. Yeah, the one with Elijah Dushku. Yes. yes. My mom's a huge fan of yeah, that. Yeah, no, wrong. Yeah, it's I, this new one. I, if I do say so myself, I think is going to take the series in an all new direction. Nice. Well, let's hope that people enjoy it. But that kind of a, kind of a right turn. A right turn. If you well, four wrongs, as you know, you have earned your. Can you get a website or a Twitter? People should check it. Uh, well, they get everything. Uh, uh, hashtag FHW for my Twitter feed, and uh, you can uh, go to weirdstuff.com. Uh, WYRDstuff.com for any of our documentary stuff. Cool. Nice. Uh, oh, is that available for uh, yeah, purchase or yeah. is it streaming somewhere? Men in Suits well? is not streaming yet, but it will be by the end of the year. Okay. But you can pick it up uh, on DVD through Amazon. And uh, Lovecraft is out there as well. You can find that uh, through Crackle, through iTunes, or whatever. And I should say it's really well made, too, Men in Suits. Uh, we just oh, went to you. a film festival and I saw a couple documentaries that just had too many talking heads. But that's mm. why I complimented the footage because it's a great mix of footage plus. 
you know, stuff you've never seen before. You know, like the great shots of the the people making Dark Crystal. You know, oh. when you see a character walking and you forget there's like five guys underneath. Oh, there's tons of guys. And the Henson people were very, yeah. very nice to us for, with men in suits. I think we all learned something tonight that when you're in a diner and there's a strange man there, talk to him. <laughs> Especially if it's me. Hear that, kids? Yes. <laughs> Hear that, kids? <laughs> kids, talk to strange Drive men fast, in diners. Also, chances. thanks to uh, Jamie Clark Yelvington for mining the board and keeping us correct. Yay! Thank you, Jamie. And Steve Schultz for his Cynthia writing contributions Rothrock. to the show every week. Cynthia oh, yeah, that's Rothrock. right. She'll be in the expanded belts. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. And remember, you can always find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net. We'll be back next week with more new releases, including Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. Oh, and we will see you then.